Daffodil. <laughs> Happy holidays. Screw you. It's Merry Christmas. <laughs> Shut the hell up! What's wrong? I'm pissed. Why? I have no idea. Well, do you ever thought about him being happy? Yeah. What happened? Pissed me off. What would happen if you were happy? Your show would suck. A lot of us might like to know how you feel about the death of Osama. <gasps> I didn't do it. I will tell you what I do know, though. What's that? When Bin Laden died? Yeah, there were no 72 virgins waiting for him. <laughs> Turned out it was one 72-year-old virgin. <laughs> No, Jose, you're not Jewish, because then you wouldn't be Jose Jalapeno. You'd be Jaime Jalapeno <laughs> on a bagel. Ahmed, <laughs> there's someone here I want you to meet. AJ. Hello, father. I am now a ventriloquist too. No, you're not. Yes, I am. How are you, little ugly Jeff? Wait a minute. See that, people? It's a fucking animal. This is the comedy sideshow. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live from the birthplace of civilization and therefore comedy. It's the comedy sideshow from South Africa. This week we've got America's most intriguing awkward adult, Michael Loftus. Hi, this is Pablo Francisco, and you're watching the Comedy Sideshow. Theo Vaughn here, about to go on stage. Um, sold out show, it's gonna be epic. Um, you guys bear with me, check out the show, enjoy yourselves, let's have a blast. Great to be here, South Africa! Had a little rental car trouble when I got into town. I uh, I reserved a uh, four by four, you know, because I want to look tough, you know, vehicularly. And uh, I get there, uh, they don't have my four by four, so they say that they'll give me a uh, micro, a Toyota micro. You seen this? And it's a convertible at that, you know. Um, yeah, not similar, okay. Uh, and first of all, when they do say they're going to give you something similar, that's just Hebrew for we're going to fuck you here. <laughs> But not similar, okay? Four by four says I'm tough, okay? Micro says I'm gay. Micro convertible says I'm gay, and I'm open for business. Dude, so um, Michael Loftus, how do you feel about these Coke lights that they have here? Not a big fan. Really? First of all, the tiny can, yeah. right? I feel like a giant. Seriously. <laughs> This is like Red Bull in the States. What the hell? <laughs> I will drink your Coke light. You need like seven of these things. Yeah. 
And there's a bit of a strange taste. Now, now of course, they got lemon in the glass because it's a classy hotel. Okay. And uh, and they do a little tail. Yeah, it's fancy. Show man. everybody at home the straw tail. Oh, uh, this is one of those gay straws. Yeah, and you're like, mmm, that straw has the tail. <laughs> I like the tail on my straw. I might just. <laughs> it's a little lemony, the Coke light. So I tried, the, I tried the Coke Zero. Yeah. Yeah, put that there. <laughs> Coke Zero tastes just like regular Coke. I'm dying for Diet Coke. Really? I just want a fucking Diet Coke. Well, do they not have it here? No, they have Coke Light, which tastes like Tab. Then, oddly enough, they have Tab. I don't even know what that tastes like. That's mm. got to be some crazy, like, raspberry shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't want to well, go down that highway. I remember, like, I had some buddies and their fat moms would drink Tab. That's all I remember about yeah. it. Yeah. You know, like when I was a little bit younger. Tab is the original Diet Coke. I yeah. thought they quit making it. I thought that like it had so many chemicals, you instantly turned into like a gelatinous blob. <laughs> well, I know they quit making the color that was the can. That mm-hmm. ugly purple. Yeah. That discurple. <laughs> discurple. <laughs> it's back though. Tab. It's back. Is it coming back? Yeah. The Asians are doing it. Mm-hmm. So Michael Loftus, you're here in South Africa. It's been incredible, man. Has it been? Yeah. Has it been everything? Don't you think so? Yeah, I mean, I think it's been fun. Um, has it honestly been like everything you expected? Did it? Did you have different expectations? I've learned uh, in traveling to different cultures to like just no expectations. Right. Like when I went to to Israel, the expectation is like every street is kids throwing rocks at tanks. I just thought that's all <laughs> it was. Like that's my. And then you go to Tel Aviv and you're like, wow, this is like really. It's a really hip uh, metropolitan city, a lot of great nightlife. So I'm oh. like, okay, that was all wrong. So yeah, I wouldn't I expected had... that even. I've never been there. Yeah, it's fantastic. So did you have? Any, so you tried not to have any preconceived notions before coming here, right? Okay. And then, uh, and, and then just been having a great time. The yeah. Lion Park, that was pretty awesome. Now somebody said that one of the lions was dead. That some of the people were petting. Do you? Is that a rumor? You think, or is there one looked dead? Yeah. I think they're drugging them. <laughs> no lion sleeps that hard. There was this one baby lion. Just out. And they're like, they like it if you rub the belly real hard. And I'm like, you're going to fucking wake that lion up. Yeah. I, yeah. I checked for breathing on all of them. I think they're, they're those, those little baby lions are having knockout drops. Yeah, some of them look like, I saw one of them had like a little suppository kind of hanging out of his. <laughs> little string. Yeah, hanging out of his little poop winker. There you so go. I'm guessing wake up, he, uh... baby lion. <laughs> That's how they do it. The baby lion has no memory till it's four years old. It's not cute anymore. And then you just hear a popping noise and it wakes up. That ac- And then there's another cage of like acne lions, like adolescent lions with yeah. acne and just lions nervous. <laughs> nervous tick lions. Um, so Michael Loftus, now, I know you from, obviously we have a mutual friend, a better friend of yours, Burt Kreischer. Burt, crazy Burt. Yeah, who you did the Jameson tour with. That was insane. <laughs> that was completely insane. <laughs> Now, you tell any guy that you're on a Jameson tour, it could really not even matter, I don't think, what you're doing on the tour. It, it was, <clears throat> epic is an overused word, but it was insane. First of all, do you want to travel uh, the world and tell jokes and drink Jameson's Irish whiskey? Yeah. Do you want to do this for a year? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're flying us to Dublin. Cases of booze are showing up at your doorstep. That's awesome. After the shows, just, just Drinking booze, huh? Oh, wow. Yeah, I think I uh, my blood was replaced with Jameson. Oh, that's awesome. For like a solid year. <laughs> just it, just crazy. And then you get Kreischer on it. Oh. Shirts are coming off. People are getting naked on stage. The booze is flowing. He loves to get people's shirts off, that guy. He likes to get naked. I've noticed that about Bert. He's good at it, man. 
He's yeah. just a big, just handsome, hairy little baby, that I guy. I know. You just want to comfort him. Say, come here, buddy. It's okay. Just breast him up if you had one. <laughs> now, I did a little Google searching, and I want to say that there's another Michael Loftus out there. Yeah. And this is what I'm going to tell you about him. Okay. Mr. Loftus specializes in transportation and fuel matters for a clientele consisting primarily of coal-burning electric utilities. Wow. Where does this Mr. Loftus live? Um, I want to say Washington, D.C., Virginia area. Okay. Looked like a complete fucking skis bag. There is another Michael Loftus that lives in Studio City. Oh, really? In my neighborhood. No way. And he's in the industry. He's a camera guy. Uh, he's on the technical side of things. I remember, uh, this is like six years ago, I, I was uh, cast in this Taco Bell commercial. And all these people were looking at the call sheet. So I get there at 7 a.m., you know, it's, you know, it's a national spot, right. heavy duty. You're ready. And this girl's like, who are you? Because I'm going into the trailer that says Michael Loftus on it. She's like, who are you? I'm like, I'm Michael Loftus. She's like, oh. She's all fucking bummed out. She's all crestfallen. Like, I'm like, what's, what's up? She's like, oh, there's, there's a Michael Loftus that I know. He's on the crew, and we were so happy for him. They were all, like, the whole crew was bummed out that I was me because <laughs> they thought their buddy Michael Loftus had scored an on-camera thing. So, like, the whole day, it was fucking so <laughs> surreal. Every time I'd meet somebody, who are you? I'm Mike Loftus. Like, uh, oh. oh. Like, it's like so... You're the guy that took our friend's job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I'll get phone calls from him all the time. Hey, Mike Loftus, if you're watching this, um, let's exchange phone numbers. We should be incommunicado. Yeah, that's the cool Mike Loftus who lives in Studio City. Mm-hmm. Now, to the hater-ass Mike Loftus who lives out in Virginia, dude. Yeah. Eat some ass, homie. Or the hater-ass Mike Loftus <laughs> up in San Francisco. Yeah. Who was fucking sitting on the uh, the YouTube name, MikeLoftus.com. No Mike way. Loftus at YouTube. He was a just squatter. Yeah. Like, like, like I'm going to give him a million dollars. Dude. We got it. We got it straightened out. Dude, I'll fucking start some fireworks out of his asshole, though, when I see him. Yeah, Roman Candle style. (laughs) XXIVI. That's what I'm talking about, son. And then while you're in intensive care, I'll make out with your mom in the lobby. (laughs) How's Michael doing? I don't know. He said, I should fuck you in your ass. He said, you'd like the taste of the bottom of my tongue. So, that's an old... We're classy. Yeah. Now, what would you have to say? This is just kind of an out there question, but... What would you have to say if there was a baby out there? Because obviously, you know, you know Michael Loftus who lives in your neighborhood. There's one in Virginia. There's a dude who's, you know, wants to be Michael Loftus in San Francisco. A baby today being born, he's Michael Loftus. What do you say to him? Like, do you have any? My advice? I tell him stay true to himself. (laughs) Stay true. Stay centered. When those about you are losing their heads, you keep yours. (laughs) If they're zagging, you zig. If they go up, you go down. Good, good luck, son. Nice, I like that. <laughs> they should put that in his mobile and just play it for him. Hey, yeah, yeah. His his tapes that he listens to before he goes to bed. There's, you know, uh, in South Africa, there is a uh, Loftus Rugby Stadium. Was it really? Yeah, I was hoping to uh, make some it out there. or something from that would be cool. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if they put the name of the stadium on the jerseys, but that would be that'd be badass. Yeah, that would be completely badass. That'd be gangster, dude. Did you get the uh, the guy at the front desk gave me this? Did you get one? No. Yeah, they probably have one for you. No, I did not get uh, the free gift. Yeah. Where did you you get that? Shouldn't have brought that up. Um, Just got it from the front desk. Got the front desk just handing out free gifts to me. I think I might want a drawing or something. Yeah. It's nice. It is nice, actually. It feels good in here. Yeah, it's comfy. I'd like one. (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. I'm sure that yours is coming. Fucking cut. So. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure yours is on its way. Yeah, sure. 
Studio now, so you have been a right. No, no, wait. They, they came to your room and they gave that to you? No. You went to the front desk, you said, hey, what's up? And they went, here's a free snuggle jacket. Is that what they did? Yeah. I was up there talking to the guy, and uh, he's kind of a tender gent. And, uh, Dion? Yeah. Okay. And next thing I know, this kind of came across the desk, and I was like, whoa. Nice. And it's fair trade material, too. Yeah. No. Uh, good, good, good. No people were killed making this. So We're getting a uh, beeping from the hero camera. Hey, you wanted someone to cut that one down, huh? All right, dude. So we've been here in South Africa. Obviously, an amazing place here, South Africa. Mm-hmm. How would you compare the racism that's here to the racism that's in America? It's like time travel. I would honestly say. It's, really? Yeah. Um, from what I understand, I think the year here mm-hmm. is like 1962. Oh, wow. You know? Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's like uh, right after, uh, I don't, this is like shows my, uh, my ignorance in terms of history, but like the Civil Rights Movement, the Martin Alabama. Luther King, all that stuff, I think it was like 58, 59, mm-hmm. so I think it's like, it's like 1962 here. The Beatles are huge here. <laughs> I want to hold your hand. But I really do. I, I think there's like a, a new, you can definitely feel the energy in the yeah. country, like that, that new sense of freedom and everybody is, you know, supposed to be equal now, but there's some, there's some residual shit. <laughs> there's some like, it's like when uh, you're done camping and you know you the fire's out before you leave, like, okay, the fire's out, we can go, but you're like, I still smell awesome. smoke. That's, <laughs> that's where they are right now. Do you still smell apartheid? I can... I thought we've cleaned that up. <laughs> no, no, let's check it again. <laughs> yeah, it's a crazy, I mean, it's a crazy, it's almost hard to figure out even just as a visitor because there's so many, like, in America we have, like, different ethnicities. I mean, from the South, I'm um, from the South, that we have black, white. You know, mm-hmm. here they have white and then, like, 95 different kinds of black people. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a, like a real black buffet here. Whereas yeah. in the States, it's just one bowl of black, you know? yeah. That's true. So, to our eyes, but I think in the black community, uh, in the states, there's you know there's variation, different on things it. going yeah. on. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely been unique. I almost feel. Do you feel a little pensive on stage about like maybe I can say this or maybe I can't say this? Like, not like I mean, obviously you kind of do what you want to do, but do you do you feel like oh, I'm not I'm not going to try something crazy new here because it might not. If anything, uh, I feel like I'm not doing enough of that. Because uh, it's to me, it's like no pun intended. It's the elephant in the room, right? You know, that's like when when you come out, um, and, you know, and you're like, you know, where are my white people at, and where are my black people? That's like, I, I think that there's almost like a sense of relief in the audience. Like, okay, this guy is about to talk about some race shit, right? You know, and I, I wish I would do more of that. Black out a little. Yeah, dog. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, do you think some of the other comedians uh, on the tour have done a good job of creating um, localized material? Oh, my Lord. Yeah. It's pretty impressive, huh? Yeah. It is pretty cool. In fact, on the way up here, uh, one of the guys that worked at the front desk was like, I saw the show on Monday. Um, and that's pretty early on in our run. Yeah. And he was like, how do you do it? How do you do that? And it's, uh, and that's, so he saw the Monday. There's, and now there's a ton more local stuff. Yeah. Now that we're at the end of the week here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Dan Cummins like half of his set, set. is all local stuff. That's impressive. Um, yeah, and I've got a, a bunch of you know local references, but it's just it's that thing of being a comic. Yeah, you know, you just look at reality just a little bit different, and and 
you know, heighten the, the differences. So, Do you feel like here people are looking for, like, that comedic voice more? Like, it's not as, like, prevalent in the environment? Like, because I feel like you say something here that's not even that crazy to us, but it seems really, like, like they just love to hear it here, you know? Yeah. I, I think as, uh, I think as, so far, I mean, I can only base it on Johannesburg. Right. I haven't been to the other towns yet, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to base in, uh, my entire perspective of South Africa on this one little city. Right. Um, I just think they're ready to laugh, man. I think they've been through so much shit that you can either go crazy and get ultra violent, or you can just start talking about it and laughing. Yeah. And thank God they've chosen the uh, the, the laugh about it route. Yeah. Because after going to like the apartheid museum, and I uh, get it. And Nelson Mandela locked up for like 26, 28 years. Stupid. And then and then for him to come out with that calm, be cool, and, and that whole like Gandhi esque, whoa. I yeah. would have been a militant motherfucker. Dude. I'd have been so jacked. <laughs> First of all, I'd have been, Kill them all! I'd have been pri- Zulus, follow me! <laughs> I'd have been prison big, dog. Yeah. I'm amazed he didn't even do some curls while he was in there. He's a boxer. Oh, was he really? Yeah. But in, not while he was in the tank, though, when no, he came but he out. Was a younger man. He was, all right, well, that's what's so funny about that. Yeah, that dude's on point, man. Yeah, there's definitely that tension. I mean, you could eat the shit with a spoon, you know. It's, yeah. it's thick out there, man. Big time. Um, so I'm going to talk to you about this. Now, sometimes I know that you like to wear a ball cap on stage mm-hmm. um, or just in everyday life. From time so, to time. From yeah. time to time. So do I. Um, do you feel like a ball cap makes you feel different than out of not wearing a ball cap? No. It okay. doesn't make me feel different. But now I realize, uh, years ago, I did stand up in, in Iceland. And I just never thought about it. I mean, this is how American... Uh, uh, we are, you know, I get up, go down to the breakfast thing, you know, put on some jeans, t-shirt, don't want to take a shower, just put on my ball cap and go. Right. And I found out in Iceland, these guys, uh, these local promoters in Reykjavik are like, you know, we can spot Americans a mile away, a mile away. (laughs) I'm like, how? The way you walk, you're always smiling and the ball caps, always the ball caps. (laughs) Like, Wow. So it's like now I'm aware of it. Like when I put right. my baseball cap on and I'm going out into the world, like I'm like, I'm an American. Right, I'm an American. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to be this. smiling. I have like my little bubble of America. <laughs> it's uh, like, I understand. Like your own bubble. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, I'm in a foreign country. You're speaking another language. But when, not my, when my bubble comes up to you, we're going to do shit my yeah, way. we got right. a democracy up in this bubble. We're dealing the dollar right in here. <laughs> yeah. We're dealing the dollar in the Michael Loftus no, bubble. I know you guys have Rand, but sir, how, many, how many U.S. dollars for that? And do you have some Diet Coke? <laughs> What's the Some Coke lights. <laughs> um, Loftus in the bubble. That would be a great... Um, story about just kind of like a grown man in a bubble. <laughs> yeah, just going through life, going just to different kids, or just pushing him back and forth <laughs> in the yard. Daddy, he's trying to get some rest. Yeah. So now you have two children at home. Mm-hmm. Good kids, bad kids, and they're crazy good. Are they really? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, got lucky there or something. Some kids are. I mean, you have to admit, too, as a comic, you recognize that they're miserable. Oh, I- horrible. I've seen some. I've seen some horrible, Disgusting. horrible kids out there, Disgusting. and I've seen some really bad parenting choices. Really, really bad. Um, these kids, uh, my kids, used to go to this this preschool, and you know, before they went into regular. Uh, so, like four years old, and this one dad, you know, we're hanging out, picking up our kids. Like, my daughter can't sleep, man. She she can't sleep. She's, I don't I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then the daughter comes up, and she's all gaunt, and her eyes are black, you know, from uh. lack of sleep. 
Um, I hate that when the kids. And then he picks her up and he's like, "Hey, if you want to see, take your kids see a good movie, Pirates of the Caribbean two, awesome." I'm like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, I took her to see it over the weekend." I'm like, yeah, that's why she can't sleep, man. The fucking squid face man is going to get her. What the hell are you doing? Who takes their kid to see that movie? I took her to see Friday the 13th, man. I don't know why she can't sleep. That She's guy. only four. Yeah. I wear the hockey mask when I put her to bed. Jason is leaving you alone now. Yeah. I don't even use my hands when I tuck her in. I use just two hatchets. <laughs> yeah. to hold out like this and just kind of I, I like wake her up chef. with a sword. Good morning! <laughs> um... I was, uh, like, I have this website, Crank Text. I'll talk to you about it. Yeah. Or just text random numbers. Well, I was te- uh, I was, one time I was texting, and a young a, a kid texted me back. I didn't know it was a kid. Um, but his, um, his, sometimes you can text someone back and have a signature that comes with every text. Mm-hmm. And his was like, uh, Tyler plays first base. That's what his said. Tyler mm-hmm. plays first base. So it came back. I said, hey, what's up? He goes, who is this? And it said, Tyler plays first base. So then I start to realize that this is a kid, you know? Yeah. So then I'm texting him and, like, um, decide I'm not going to mess with him. His dad gives me a call. on at least one voicemail. He's like, whoever this is, don't fucking text my kid. And I'm like, oh, that's fine, dude. But then I yeah. just, uh, so then I, I texted the, the, the kid back. I said, just tell your dad you should change your outgoing signature. Because if I were some kind of creeper, yeah. I would immediately know that Tyler plays first base. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then I'm at the ball fields, dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm right down the first base line looking for my next piece of fucking street meat. You know? Yeah. And then, so then the dad calls back. He gets furious. He's like, don't fucking tell me how to raise my fucking son, dude. God. We'll fuck you up. Like him and his son were going to fuck me up. <laughs> And so I'm like, no, but sir, you just don't understand. Like, if I were a pedophile, which is what they call them here in South Africa, because they kind of sound some things out, then <laughs> I might be able to know that, you know. Yeah. He's like, fuck you, motherfucker. You come around here. This is in Indiana. He's like, you fucking come around here. Me and Tyler will whoop your ass. <laughs> then he sends me a picture of him and fucking Tyler. <laughs> so now I know what his kid looks like. How and, old is Tyler? Uh, probably, I would guess, 9 to 11. Wow. So, just kind of some sad shit going on out there. But anyway, yeah. that's just an example of bad parenting. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. some shit parents out there. Um, I don't know. I, I love don't... those people who were like would, would, would respond to that with, like, I'm going to get you. <laughs> Dude, really? We're separated by thousands. You're going to get me? You work at a gas station in Bopunk, Indiana. Are you going to save up for five years? You got a fucking plane ticket to come get me? Are you, you have that kind of focus in your life? You couldn't focus to get a fucking GED. Yeah, dude. Get your fucking act together, dude. Get your wife off them fucking food roids, and you guys get your act together, okay? Because I'm sick of looking at you trying to walk around the mall like your fat wife isn't yours. For one day, okay. I had a job. Got out of hand. For one day, I had a job. Uh, selling uh, triple pane thermal protected windows, you know, like just on the phone. And you had a list of people to call that they didn't get to the night before. So this right. one, like all the names are marked off except for this one name. So I, I call the guy up and I'm like, hey, hey, this is Mike from Triple Guard Thermal Pane Windows. And he's like, why do you people keep calling? Leave me alone. I'm going to fucking kill you. And he hangs up on me. So like, I, sh- I was supposed to cross his name off. I'm like, nope. I can leave that thing blank. <laughs> so tonight, when the next shift takes over, hey, this is Mark from Stop the Fucking. Great. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And nothing's worse than how furious some people get. Oh. Why would you waste your energy on that? I don't know. Just, you know, like, fury. Yeah. I don't need no fucking window panes, man. Yeah. Just say no thanks. Yeah. And then we fucking take your name off the list. It's that, it's that easy. Yeah, one of my buddies used to sell the uh, Tony Little's Gazelle Freestyler. 
Wow. And uh, yeah, he had this whole script that he'd have to do. So he'd fucking call him all day. And as soon as he starts, he does like a 30-minute script. And then yeah. as soon as he get done with that, we would just be like, ah, you fucking bitch. He knows us and he'd know it was us up the phone, man. He was a real, uh, real, real loser. So, now, um, so is it hard being away from the family? You know, yeah. Because you're, you're, be, you're going for a month to do South Africa, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Um, like and that's Africa. a big run. Yeah. It's a big run. But, um, man, thank, uh, thank God for Skype. Yeah. That's really nice. Do you uh, feel like, does your wife feel like that's equivalent of you pulling your load, or do you kind of... It's not even close. <laughs> not even close to Because I'm not married, load. I don't know that, you know, that conglomerate yeah. yet, you know. Yeah, there's a, uh, yeah, there's a, <laughs> yeah. When I get back, oh, I'm going to be carrying some weight. When I get home, she's going to have this for a long time in her ammo pack, you know. You were gone for four weeks in Africa, staying in casino. <laughs> no, get out there. You do the grocery shopping. It's, I'll, have a, I'll have a lot of really? shit to do when I go home. you got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> and I'm going to be all romantic, like, baby, I missed you so much. Oh, She's yeah. Like, Why don't you fucking look around? Why don't you do the laundry? <laughs> She's folded all the laundry into a fucking stack of you with like a, da- put a dagger in the top of She's it. She's made a voodoo pile of laundry. <laughs> An old sweatshirt as the head. <laughs> Daggers and mops sticking like, Where'd you find it? my old glasses? I haven't seen those in years. <laughs> I thought I lost those. Um, so is there something else that you miss about your family that you didn't think you would miss? Like, is there, like being a father, I'm not a father, but, um, I'm an uncle. So there's little things that I miss, but are there things you kind of miss about your kids? Like it might be something weird, you know, or that, you know, that a parent misses just being. I, I'm, I miss laughing with them. Yeah. And it's going to maybe sound, uh, you know, trite or whatever, but no, man, I, my kids are funny as shit. Oh, they really? Like funny faces and weird noises. <laughs> my wife hates it, but I fucking thrive on it. My kids will come in and I'll be like, yeah. Like, Don't encourage them. But and and just man, they're uh they're they're eight, they just turned eight and just turned ten. And uh man, they just fucking love me like that's exciting, really. Yeah. yeah, and on uh Do you think on, you're funny? Yeah. I mean, are you funny with them? Or you? I don't. I don't really play it up. I right. do it like in little spots. I mean, there's times. Yeah, if I wanted to, I could make them pee their pants, <laughs> like for real. You know, like look, Dad's got some weapons. <laughs> oh man, I could do some fart noises that just would make a kid explode. He would just be like, ha ha ha, blam. Um, but I just miss him, like crawling up on the couch and hanging out. Saturday night in our house when I'm home is is movie night. Nice. Movie, make a big thing of popcorn, get some M and M. It's the best. That is the best. That's awesome. Yeah, and they still think I'm cool. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you got to keep that going, man. As long as you can. That shit right around fourteen. Yeah, my sister has two hate kids. You, Dad. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, look, I'm a dick. That's fine. Let's just split a joint. You are not going out. Let's just light that thing and pass it to the old man. <laughs> yeah, my sister has two kids, man. One of them's adorable. One of them looks like a fucking squirrel, man. Oh. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like her brown. I don't know what happened to her. I don't know if they have all the good paperwork on her, but she, uh, she might be missing the old. <laughs> Brain, you know, <laughs> it's like sometimes you feel like that some of her thoughts or ideas come out of a bone at the top of her neck. That's you my know? thinking bone. I'm gonna take a bath. She's like a long-haired squirrel now. They got a really, real squirrely looking. But uh, but yeah, we used to make those fart noise with our underarms. The kids don't do that anymore. There's a kid, my ten-year-old. There's a kid in his class who can do it, and he's teaching the other kids. And I still can't do it to this day. I've just never had that ability. And how sad is it? Like, no, this kid needs to go to the principal's office. Like, somebody's calling that kid out. Yeah. There's a mom who's like, this kid is a deviant. 
Yeah. You know, I used to have an uncle that would always, he didn't make the fart noise, but he always, it looked like his, like his underarm was chewing bubble gum, you know? <laughs> like he was always like this, like he just had this weird sort of tick, you know? You know what they have now that's incredible, is they have a self-inflating whoopee cushion. Somebody came up with a brilliant idea of take a whoopee cushion and put, uh, like, chair foam inside of it. So after you got that great big, you know, oh, the old school whoopee cushion, you have to blow it up, and you had one good, and, and then was it was it. over. Now, if you get off of it, it inflates again. Oh, son. Talk how, about fun. And how, 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 how hard was that to think of? Right. We're still, we're still grooving. You yeah. know, we might not have a space shuttle anymore. <laughs> Self-inflating whoopee cushions. Bang. Take that, Hong Kong. Yeah, that's what's up, son. <laughs> Dude, one day, we're just going to fart on the whole rest of the country. Dude, we would build that machine up in space. That's what we've been building. Hey, guys, listen to this. And then it inflates itself. And the Nobel Prize goes to America. Oh, man. self-inflating whoopee cushion. That's peace and science. Yeah, but China comes out and just takes it. Yeah, we're in a tough, we're in a tough go in America. These cannot be true. I want the recount. <laughs> All right. So now you've also, you do like some writing and kind of maybe produce or direct. I know you write for Lopez Show or have written for the Lopez Show. <clears throat> yeah, I was right around the uh, sitcom and the, um, the run of that. What was the Indian, actually, the Indian show, the... Outsourced. S- outsourced. Yeah. How was that? Cool? That was great. Really? That was really great. So if I go back and watch episodes of that and now knowing some of your comedy, do you think I might be able to pick out some loft to see? You things? might be able to. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's really strange. Uh, my wife, it was really uncanny. On the George Lopez Show... She's, we would watch it together, and, and she would be like, uh, don't say anything. And then she would just go, that was your joke. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> that was your joke. Whoa, yeah. I wish there was a way she could get paid for that. <laughs> like if that was like a Vegas trick she could do. Well, I'm sure you got to pay her. Yeah. She's getting paid for it, you know. Yeah. Your money. They all get paid for that it. That women's lib, man, you a big fan or what? No. No. Me neither. <laughs> So I don't know if we're going to discuss, as we're drinking Coke lights. <laughs> no. no, no, I'm not a big fan of it at all, Theo. Actually, we could be the real bitches. Uh, women's lib, I- I'm for, I'm for people's lib. Yeah, that's like what If I'm there's about. a woman who wants to be a, uh, whatever, let her a vaginista. Yeah, absolutely. Them. But I think, uh, I, I want to qualify my statement. I'm not anti-women's no. lib, but I don't like what that's done to other women. I think, I think women have it incredibly tough, especially in American society, because you're expected to be a career woman, a mom, a supermodel, a great cook, and a porn star in bed. That's just way too much. Let's just pick two of those. Yeah. How about you be a mom and a porn star? There we go. That would be perfect. But like if, uh, like my That's wife is a stay-at-home mom. Right. Not a porn star. Um, we're working on it. <laughs> but uh, it's weird. There's like a stigma, I think, that comes along with, like, what is wrong with Wanting to be uh, um, just a mom. I just want to be a mom. Oh, I love and make that. sure these kids. That's that's the path we've chosen. That's what I want. And there's nothing. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I, but I don't think there's there's nothing wrong. I no. think it's a, And you hear that it's the hardest job in the world, and it's a tough job. But uh, I think there's I think there's very conflicted women out there that they they feel like oh I have to be a career woman, but I want to have kids, and then I want to be this. I mean, we have it easy. You know, we're, we're pretty much still hunter-gatherers. Yeah. You know, we go out, do our job to make money to exist. I mean, we have a pretty... Yeah, it's a pretty simple yeah. cycle. Yeah. yeah. There's no, like, you men, you got to start acting like this, or men, you have to start acting like that. Yeah, yeah. But we've lost, I feel like, a lot of traction in the world. Like, I mean, you know, I feel like, you know, we held the door open for women, and they pretty much took the entire building. 
Like, I feel like women a lot of times have two, they have so many advantages nowadays. Like, they can play so many different cards, you know? Absolutely. Like, you're being sexist, you're not being fair. There's, you know. there's uh, <laughs> surveys that would back it up. They were so concerned about not enough women are going and graduating to college. They're like, hey, get, get the girls in here, get the girls in here. Now there's an abundance of, you know, and good for them. Yeah. But, you know, it's like, and, and take your daughter to work day. Well, that's been a huge success. And now it's like, now what does it take your son to work day? What the fuck? Yeah. When is all this shit gonna end? We're well, just gonna... It was take your son to work day a couple weeks ago, and it was the guy, it was the guy in the the bathroom valet, the shit valet. That guy brought his fucking kid in with him. No, swear to God, at a nightclub. <laughs> oh, and he's like, yeah, it's take your son to work day. You know, I got a good, real good relationship with my son. You know, his fucking son's in there, dude. And there's just wasted people. You know, there's someone who coming out of one of the stalls just all yayed up. You know, <laughs> just been fucking dusting up his insides. <laughs> And there's his son, like, handing this dude a mint. I'm like, bro, this ain't the place. But yeah, you need to get your shine on, dude. Get your kid out of so, here. But definitely some changes need to be made in the environment, man. We're not going to make them today because we love chicks, man. Yeah. God. They're fantastic. They are fantastic, dude. Chicks. Yeah. They are fantastic. Dude, if they had a stadium where I could just go cheer a bunch of bitches on, I'd be there. Yeah. Yeah. Eating hot dogs and just, you go, bitches! <laughs> yeah. See you after the game. I would join you for that. I'd buy a ticket for that. Box seats. Oh. Ba-boom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sit at the front of the box and just look for things. Already lost my mind. But, um, yeah, man, I have been super impressed, man. I've never actually seen your comedy before this. Oh, thanks. Um, heard of you, obviously. Um, but you know how it is in, in L.A. It's like you could be out there for 10 years and not cross some of the same circles. It's nuts. But my fav- by far my favorite comedian, not by far, but my favorite comedian that I've seen in this tour, you know, I'll say that. Um, just been a blast, man. It's been yeah. a blast getting to see you uh, work and, and make people laugh, dude. It's and I, you, funny. It was very, uh, I had, <laughs> Bert had uh, told me, uh, to like, hey, you're, who's going to South Africa? I'm like, I think Theo Vaughn's going, Dan Cummins. He's like, oh, check out, check out, uh, check out Theo. And uh, very funny stuff. He's a funny guy. I've been laughing every night. This is a very rare thing. Uh, it happened on the Jameson tour where I would watch everybody's shows. And, have fun. and here I'm just like watching everybody's show and I'm laughing every night. <laughs> Me it's, too. it's criminal. It is criminal. It's man. Really, it's nice. It's like I mean, we've talked about this before. It's just been nice to be on a tour because comedians are hard people to get along with. A lot of them. Yeah. You know, because that's why you choose to be a comic because you want to be by yourself pretty much uh, to an mm-hmm. extent. Yeah. You know, you want to be the center of attention. I yeah. Feel and like. then here's how I see things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think everybody's really been entertaining each other. Yeah. Um, so it's been a great time. Um, do we have a clip of yours? That we, do you mind if we play a clip of yours from the festival this week? No, um, let's play it. As we get out of here. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, dude, whenever you're back in the States, we'll have to have you come back. And, yeah. uh, and do the show again. Maybe Anytime. you can get Bird in. Oh, yeah. Dude, maybe what we'll do is one weekend, um, or one week, if I'm going to be out of town, maybe you show. could guest host <laughs> and just have Bert be your guest. That would be great. Would that you would do that, be great. You think? Oh, yeah. Nice. We'll do it from his man cave. <laughs> Does he have one now? Yeah, he had one built. Oh, okay. That's the, that's the perks of being on the Travel Channel. Yeah. That uh, he knows someone at uh, whatever. Oh, they, man caves, that show. Yeah, they yeah. built him one in his backyard. So my, uh, my, destroy um, that fucking my old roommate was actually the creator of that show. When wow. they originally did it with Tony Siragusa. Yeah, yeah. I remember that, yeah. They, they created it, but they didn't have it in the contract or whatever. That Anyway, um, that's that. <laughs> but, yeah, an awesome show. Yeah, because Bert used to have a different reference for his man cave, I think, before he had one. Um, go figure. But, dude, Michael Loft, it's definitely a pleasure. Good Thanks to be for, on, uh, man. for being on the Comedy Side Show. And uh, we'll see you back in America. Woo! Does that sound good? Yes. All right, cool. It actually does. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've enjoyed South Africa, but then, I'll, you know, it makes you appreciate home. It's nice to go back to America, dude. Yeah. Get there and just fucking just hit a woman with a fucking 4 by 4 <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Not really. 
<laughs> that is out of line. That was a metaphor. No, four a... by four of love. <laughs> yeah, that's it, a baby. Four by four of love. Who wants to feel this sweet, amorous wood? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here comes a one by six yeah. of mm, affection. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys for joining us. I cuss a lot. I don't cuss in front of my children. Don't do that. Ixnay on the Hus and K in front of the kids. Because kids hear everything. You don't even think they're listening, but they are. They're listening to you like a, a wiretapper at a mafia birthday party. You know, and I don't want to drop my kids off at preschool and have them be like, I don't want a fucking finger paint, bitch. That would not be cool. Yeah, I hit my pinky toe very hard. It made a noise when I hit it, right? It was like... Yeah, like you know you fucked up. You don't even need to look to confirm it. You're like, yep. That is fucked up. I broke that shit. I know that. I heard a creak. And in my brain, I'm just screaming, Motherfuck! But my kids are right there playing Hot Wheels, so I'm just, Good God! You ever hurt yourself that bad where you're reaching for shit that isn't even in space? Just making Arnold Schwarzenegger noises. Thank you guys for joining us. Remember, Apartheid Wrong, Comedy Right. I'm Theo Vaughn, and this has been the Comedy Sideshow. You can follow us on Twitter at Sideshow Podcast and at Theo Vaughn. Join us next time for the Comedy Sideshow. Show.